Well, good morning, church. Well, you, if you come here regularly, you will not, have noticed that today's service was a completely different service plan than usual. It's a family service. The kids are staying in, which means I'm talking for a very short time. <clears throat> but kids, I, there is something that I want you to take part in once I get to the end of my extremely shortened message, okay? So if you hold on, today is the first day, like Lauren pointed out, it's the first day of a, of a new week. Sunday is the first day of a new week, and this is the first Sunday of a new year. This is a perfect opportunity for a fresh start in whatever area of your life you know you need to change, you need to transform, you, you need a fresh start and a new beginning. Now, whether you do New Year resolutions or not, or whether you just decide to kind of like start everything afresh in the new year, here's one of the, the things that um, very often we make a mistake in with our New Year resolutions. I think, number one, sometimes we bite off more than we can chew. You know, we set unattainable goals or goals that we're not really passionate about, so we're going to run out of steam at some point. And the last three weeks, and then we quit. You know, it might be better to change one thing in your life and keep it going for the whole year, then try to change 25 things and give up by next Tuesday? <clears throat> the other thing is, sometimes we want to change things in our life in a hurry, quickly, and with a big flurry of activity. And have you ever noticed that um, if you're in a situation that something unexpected has happened. You know, there's a, I don't know, a pipe has burst in your house and there's water leaking, you know, that kind of thing. Sometimes if you try to correct something quickly and with a, a feeling of panic, you make it even worse than it originally was. Sometimes you have to pause, take a step back and look at things calmly and all of a sudden you see opportunities. And so, Whatever you want to tackle in 2019, whatever goals you're setting, whatever prayer and faith projects you're bringing before God, whatever you want to see God do in your life and whatever you want to do in your life in the coming year, here is my one piece of advice. I've given this message a very long title. What have I called it? Can you put the title up again? Live this year from a place of peace and wisdom. Can we say that together? Live this year from a place of peace and wisdom. I want you to think about Jesus and what Jesus was like. Have you ever noticed that he'd never actually got harassed, even when all the people around him were harassed and were harassing him? I mean, for instance, a few weeks ago uh, during Advent, Darian was speaking and he talked about, uh, I think it was Darian's message, somebody spoke about Jesus being on the boat. Do you remember that one and the storm and all of that stuff? Right, here was a storm at sea 
And here was the disciples in a huge panic. Now, at least half of the disciples, Jesus' disciples, had been in the fishing business for years. Two, four of them, two brothers and two other friends, owned, actually owned two fishing businesses. If you read the Gospels carefully, you'll see that. And sometimes they worked together as partners. They were used to being in boats. They were used to storms at sea. They would not get into a panic unless it was worth getting into a panic about. But Jesus was lying in the boat, sleeping, the Bible says. In fact, one of the Gospels even tells you, it goes even further, and it says he was sleeping on top of a pillow. I mean, this boat, was that must have been some pillow. That must have been from mypillow.com or something like that. I got a MyPillow, and I'll tell you, it is the best pillow. I mean, it must have been my pillow that Jesus had. He was on the boat, and that patented fill <laughs> that is in the my pillow kept him comfortable, calm, at peace, while everybody else was panicking. He's lying on a cushion. Or what about the time where they bring to Jesus a woman who's been caught committing adultery and they try to entrap him with a question. They try to, like, it's almost like when someone is questioning somebody legally and is trying to lead them to commit perjury, to accidentally say something wrong. That's what they're doing here. And they're saying to him, the law says this woman should be stoned to death. What do you say? They're, they're trying to trap Jesus. He knows it's a trap. What's he going to say? Disobey the law? But they know that Jesus came to bring life, not to take life. So he's what did Jesus do? Did he get into a, a big fluster about things? Did he panic? Did he start stuttering and not knowing what to say? No. The Bible tells us that Jesus bent down and started writing on the sand. I've heard lots of sermons with people imagining what it was he was writing on the sand. But the fact of the matter is it doesn't tell us that nowhere in the Bible does it tell us what he was writing on the sand. What he was writing was not important. He might have been doing stick men, for all I know. What he was doing is refusing to let somebody else's drama draw him in. He's stepping back and waiting for peace and wisdom to come. And then he stands up and he says, let him who has no sin cast the first stone at her. Well, nobody could cast a stone then. You would not think up a word of wisdom like that if you're in an emotional state of panic. <clears throat> or what about the time that Jesus goes to the pool of Bethesda, which was a place, <coughs> excuse me, with lots of invalids there. And he goes in there, and instead of thinking, oh, I'm the savior, I'm the healer, I'm the Messiah, I better fix everybody's problems, he sneaks in, he walks up to one guy and says, do you want to be made well? 
heals the guy, and then leaves. You're like, what? <laughs> Jesus gave us his secret. He said this, I only do the things that I see the Father do. In other words, I do not make decisions until I have come to a place of peace where the Father can give me his wisdom. In other words, Jesus lived out that verse from the book of Psalms, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we have to be still in our problems and think, hold on a minute, I don't need to get into a panic, I don't need to lose my peace, I don't need to get stressed out, I need to get still for a moment and acknowledge that God is God and he is in control and all things will work together for my good if I wait upon him and let him give me wisdom. Now, I'll tell you what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't make any decisions this year. I'm not saying walk about thinking, I am waiting for the Father to show me what to do. No, you make decisions, but you make decisions from a place of peace and wisdom, not from a place of stress and panic and harassment and urgency and that kind of emotional state. Here's what the Bible says in the book of uh, Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, it says this, the mind of man plans his way and the Lord directs his steps. You see, I might be here right now and I might make a plan that by the end of this year, I want to be over here. Well, you would think that the closest distance between A and B is a direct line, okay? However, Whatever, this could be a new career, it could be a new job, it could be that you're getting married and you're starting a new life, it could be you're starting a family, you're going to a new school, it could be all kinds of things. You might not be emotionally, spiritually, mentally mature enough yet, wise enough yet, able enough to handle this new life if you rush into it in a state of panic. But if you say, that is my plan for this year, I have prayed for that, I have faith for that, I am believing for that, the mind of man has planned his way, but the Lord will direct my steps. I have to have, I need to stop rushing into things. You know the old saying, fools rush where angels fear to tread? I don't want to rush into things. I want to prayerfully and contemplatively and meditatively take my time and allow God to work things out in my life. And he might take me a detour over here that kind of looks like I'm going away from my destination, but there are lessons to be learned, wisdom to be gained, people to meet and connect with that will eventually, at the right time, God will take me to the right place. 
I set a goal, I'm not lazy, I'm not casting aside personal responsibility, I know where I want to be in life, but I am not going to allow anything or anyone to cause me to lose my inner peace or to make decisions that are lacking in wisdom. I am going to plan my way, but I'm going to stay at peace and trust God's wisdom to direct my steps. This, people, is practical spirituality. It's not like I've got a practical life where I have to do things, and then I go to church to escape from the real world and sing hallelujah. Oh, I feel so spiritual. Now it's back to being not. No, this is bringing this stuff from church into your everyday life and learning how the peace of God and the wisdom of God can actually help you accomplish the things you need to accomplish in, in life at the right pace, at the right place, and the right time with the right attitude. Here, here are two prayers in the Bible, one about peace and one about wisdom. Let's go to uh, Philippians first. It says this, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say it, rejoice. That means, always means rejoice when things are going good and rejoice when things are going bad. Well, why, why should I rejoice when things are going bad? You're not rejoicing because they're going bad. You're rejoicing because you've got a God who can take bad things and turn them into something good. You're rejoicing because you know the end is going to be all right. Because all is well that ends well, and you know that that problem that you're facing will end well because God is in ultimate control. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is near. He's not a million miles away, he's near. Now look at this. Do not be anxious about anything except how you're going to pay the bills. Is that what it says? Do not be anxious about anything except what your kids are up to. Be anxious about that. Do not be anxious about anything at all. Now, the Bible says do not commit murder. Do you think if you disobeyed that and committed murder, that would count as being a sin? There's two people in the room today. Is murder a sin, church? Okay. The Bible says do not commit murder, so if you disobey that and you commit murder, we're agreeing that's a sin. The Bible says do not worry or be anxious about anything. And if I asked for a show of hands, this church is filled with sinners. I'll tell you that right now. Because every one of us get into, oh, maybe you won't pick up a knife and stab somebody, but you're hurting yourself all the time with your worry, your anxiety, your stress. Do not be anxious about anything. Well, what am I supposed to do? It tells you. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's positive prayer, not negative prayer. That's not negative prayer. Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, God, if you don't help me, I'm going to die. 
but prayer and petition with thanksgiving is, Lord, I come before you with this problem and I thank you that you can handle it. You've got a plan. You're going to turn it around. I believe you. I trust in you. I rejoice in you. Okay. Positive prayer. Present your requests to God. And what will be the result? And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. That means people are going to be looking at you saying, I, I, I think that person is wacko. Because, I mean, they're going about happy with a smile on their face and anyone who had the problems that they've got should not look happy. I don't understand why they're so peaceful. And then you yourself are going to be going around saying, oh, Oh, the peace of God is filling me. I cannot understand why, because I've got 5,000 problems. But the peace is passing all understanding. It's inexplainable. It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when you give your problems to God in prayer, and you ask him for your peace, he fills you with his peace, and then he tells you how to keep that peace. Let's read on. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Once you've given your problems to God and asked him for your peace, for his peace, in order to keep that peace, think about good things. Keep your mind going down the positive track. Don't, don't fill your minds with doom and gloom. It says, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. First he says the peace of God will be with you and then he says the God of peace will be with you. It's not like God gives you his peace and then goes away someplace else. God is your peace. If God is with you, he will give you peace. Well, what about wisdom? The book of James says we can ask for that too. Let's read that, Let's read that one. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives sparingly and grudgingly and stingily because he's an old miser up in heaven. It's not what it says, is it? He will answer the prayers only of all the goody two-shoes and holy Joes. Is that what it says? It says, ask of God who gives generously to all without fault finding. He's not looking for a reason not to bless you. He's looking for any excuse to bless you. And it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. God is giving it, but we're not able to receive it because we don't know what we want. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. How about we make 2019 a year where we get rid of all the instability in our lives, where we become stable. And we become stable because we have inner peace 
and we have divine wisdom. And we've received that inner peace and divine wisdom by asking God in prayer. Not negative prayer, not anxious prayer, not worrying prayer, but believing prayer. Believing. We could call it childlike faith. Just faith, like like the kids are in the service today, you know, and we did say, if you come down the front, there's candy. And do you notice how many more came down the front once they knew there was candy? Do you notice that none of the kids sat there and thought, yeah, I've got doubts in my mind about whether there's candy or not. I don't know if these people can be trusted. Maybe there's candy for everybody else, but there's just none for me. I'll just sit here. No, they didn't do that. Childlike faith. They heard a person on the platform in a position of authority saying, if you come down the front, there's candy. And they believed it. And they received it. We need to learn a lesson from the kids and have childlike faith. Stick that last verse up. Jesus said, truly I tell you, unless you change from all your cynicism and all your skepticism and all your busyness and all your growing upness and all your stress and anxiety and responsibilities, unless you change and become like little children, you will never access the kingdom of heaven. Do you know God wants us to access all of his blessings, his forgiveness, his peace, his wisdom, his joy, and and in this message especially, we're talking about peace and wisdom, but all of his blessings, he wants us to access them, and he says that we access them by childlike faith, by changing and becoming like little children. I want to lead us in a prayer right now for peace and wisdom. And then after that, this is the first Sunday of the month, and as you know, we always have our prayer team available on the first Sunday of the month to pray for healing, spiritual, emotional, physical healing, healing for you or for other people, loved ones that you have that aren't here. We're going to do that in just a couple of minutes, but we're going to do it with childlike faith. And kids, children, maybe you have the opportunity to be part of this healing thing in just a moment. Before we do that, let's pray first of all for peace and wisdom. I want you to just remain seated. Maybe just put your hands out in front of you or on your lap or whatever posture to you is I am receiving. I am in a posture of receiving from God. Close your eyes and let's say this together. Let's say right here and right now. I still my mind, my heart, and my emotions. I am still and know that God is in control. This year, I refuse to think upon things which are negative and dark. 
Instead, I fill my mind with the blessings of God, with what is good and pure and lovely. I will not react with emotion. I will respond with wisdom. I open up to God now. Fill me with your peace and your wisdom. Make me grounded and stable throughout this year. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. I wonder if all the music's just gently playing, if we could just lift the house lights a little bit. I'm wanting to pray a special prayer for everyone who wants healing. So rather than ask you to come down the front, I'm going to ask you just where you are to stand. Everybody who'd like prayer for healing, just stand where you are. If you're not able to stand, maybe that's what you need healing for, then raise a hand or if a friend next to you stands, just so we can see everyone standing is where we're going to be praying, okay? Right, children, little children, that includes you down the front here. You're not even listening to me and I'm the pastor. I want to speak to the children, elementary age and younger, but I'm also talking about the youth, junior high, senior high age as well. We're going to pray for God to heal these people. But I want some childlike faith. Sometimes I think the kids have got more faith than the adults. And I want you to know something. The Bible says that God's Spirit dwells in us. The same Holy Spirit dwells in the kids that dwells in the adults. They don't have a junior version. So how about if any of the children or any of the youth want to be part of this, I'd like you to get out of your seats right now and go and find somebody who's standing and lay a hand on them. If you want your parents to go with you as well, do that. So come on, I need some kids out, some kids who are going to just lay hands on somebody. Lauren promised me that this would be awesome, so we're going to do it. <laughs> Youth as well, anybody with childlike faith. And by the way, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to say the prayer. Just come and stand next to somebody and put your hands on them. Maybe this might make it a little bit more exciting. Kids, not always, but sometimes when you're placing your hands on people to heal them, you feel something happening. Your hands start going, electricity and warm heat going through it and power. It's freaking awesome. So... If your parents and your kids are shy and they want to take part, you can go with them. And then our prayer team are going to come out as well. Our prayer team are going to come out and move about. And they're going to start standing next to people as well. And then 
if you're seated there and you like you're seated there and you're seated there and this poor dude standing here and ain't nobody laying hands on him just you lay a hand on his shoulder okay right make sure everybody has somebody touching them and I want this to be a group event I know very often the prayer team are praying for people down the front and the rest of you are singing and you're not really taking part but I want this to be a corporate group event today all of us are opening up our hearts and are believing believing with childlike faith that these prayers are about to get answered that we are about to access the kingdom of heaven and that healing is about to flow so let me say a prayer first and then I'll lead us all in it Father God I pray for every person who's standing or receiving prayer in this room right now I pray Heavenly Father that your Holy Spirit would begin to move would begin to flow that your power would move Jesus said those who believe shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall recover today Lord we believe we believe that you are a healer we believe that you are a prayer answering God we lay our hands upon those who are sick those who are hurting those who need healing we lay our hands upon them and we pray for a release and an impartation of the healing power of the Holy Spirit all over this room all the way through these people from the top of their head through to the soles of their feet may their spirits their minds and their bodies be impacted by your power may healing come in Jesus name now everybody keep your hands laid on the people everyone I want us all to say this I want if you're laying hands on somebody I want you to be looking at the person while you say this if you're not laying hands on anybody if you're just sitting there look around and look towards somebody and I want you to be looking to that person whoever it is as we say this we're going to say Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole but we're not going to mumble it like a bunch of doubting Thomases and we're not going to whisper it softly like Quakers we are going to be like kids in a candy store we are going to come with childlike faith and confidence and boldness and we're going to receive all the blessings that God's got let's try it now let's say together Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole let's say it 
Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole. Okay, lay your hands or look at the person. We're going to say it three times. This is a prayer of faith. Are we ready, church? Let's go. One, two, three. Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole. Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole. Jesus Christ heals you now and makes you whole. Now we're going to do one more thing. We're going to say, may the blessing of God fill you now in every way. You ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. May the blessing of God fill you now in every way. May the blessing of God fill you now in every way. May the blessing of God fill you now in every way. Let's all stand together now. Let's all stand and lift up our hands to receive the blessing of God. Let it fill us now in every way. As I speak the blessing, now may the grace of God, may the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, and may the healing power of the Holy Spirit flood and fill every one of us this day and for the entirety of this year in Jesus name and everyone said give God a praise come on one more thing I want to say we have a, a pancake and sausage brunch free after the service it was provided completely free by A&W as far as I think this is the third time is this the third time that they've done that it's the second or third time that A&W have I mean they've actually even contacted us and said do you want us to give your whole church a free breakfast you know the new A&W on, on St Albert Trail just along there visit it sometime over the next couple of weeks and say to the people I go to Gateway thank you so much for all of the free food that you give us just say that to them will you and there's also the next steps thing if you're new to Gateway hang around and go to the next steps thing Let's make this year an absolutely wonderful year. Let's close this service. Oh, by the way, our prayer team will be available at the end as usual. But let's close this service by just lifting our hands, lifting our hearts, and lifting our voices to God one last time. Come on.